This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Yankees. It's an awesome number. It's an awesome you know record at this point. But I'm also, and I think we're all very aware that we got a long, long way to go. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Well, especially when we reach a Friday, a summer Friday at that. It's 5.02. Good morning, good morning, good morning. The Eddie Scazzeri, you look good, I must say, on a Friday. Quite frankly, you're glowing. And across from me, he's always glowing, mostly because he's bald and the light shines right off his head. Al Rowdy Dukes, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. How you been? Uh, uh, I've been very good. It's a Friday. I'm feeling good. It's going to be warm today. Uh, 91. I got to say, this Bruce Springsteen must be itching to get out. Because, Why? What do you do uh, now? Last week, uh, you and I discussed a Coldplay played at MetLife Stadium. He rolled up in there and yeah. uh, did a couple songs of Coldplay. Last night, went back to MetLife Stadium for Paul McCartney. That was last night? That was last night. He and Paul McCartney came out. They did, I guess this is an old Beatles song, which I'm un- unaware of, called I Want to Be Your Man. Okay. They did that, and they did Glory Days. Couple of seventy-year-olds out there pumping up the crowd, thinking about glory days. I, I believe "I Want to Be Your Man" was done by the Stones. And oh, was is that a right? Moderate hit, but it was a Lennon McCartney uh, song sung by Ringo. Wow! I and think they on their that out last I, night. I think on their second album. I got to be honest. If I'm there yeah. and I see him come out, and that's what they sing, yeah. I'm like, what is this? How about I saw her standing there? Yes. Something rocking. How about twist and shout? Well, Let's the, pro- go. the only thing I would say, and I haven't seen the set list, yeah. McCartney plays for like two hours. Yeah. So he's probably played them all already. I wonder if he did any Beatles songs. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> no, he just did Maybe I'm Amazed over and over and over ding, again. Ding. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, of course it was uh, packed, Jerry. Another so McCartney cool. concert I missed. <laughs> another, you missed him again, Jerry. Maybe I'll get to him when he's 85. All right. <laughs> When he comes back around one more time. Well, and the or thing about Bruce is, he, I don't know why he did it this way. Yeah. He clearly wants to play. Instead, he's playing next year. Yeah, why not play this year? year? Well, he's getting he's getting the band together. They well, got to practice, What has he been doing Jerry? for three years? Not much. Right. Been a pandemic. Let's he's go. been a pandemic. Although, yeah, he did that thing on Broadway. Uh, yes. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't uh, fire up the... Maybe all these concert venues were, were booked already. You got to book in advance. I do know, because I have a friend of mine that works there, I know as soon as we started to come out, yeah. or I should say there were signs of coming out of the pandemic, I know the garden booked up like that. Is that right? Yes. A lot of all open right. dates quickly gone. So you could go on your Instagrams and your YouTubes if you're interested in seeing some clips. I watched some clips this morning of them singing. 
They look good. Yeah, I got edit. I got tape to edit. I don't know yeah. that I'll have time to do that. Bruce but thank Springsteen you. looks great, by the way. Yeah, like Paul McCartney does look like a grandmother now, and we're all gonna get there. I'm on my way there now. You start losing testosterone. I would say not great. Bruce Springsteen looks terrific. Are you any, are you interested at all before we do the Mets and the Yankees? Interested in all in how many songs were sung last night? I'm gonna say 32, 40. 40 songs. All those Beatles 40 songs are quick. songs. But no, the encore, though. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven songs. Give me. Damn. Just give me this, Jerry. First three opens with what? He opened with Can't Buy Me Love. That's a Ooh. that's a rocker to kick it off. I got to tell you, I'm, and people might not like this. I love this. Second is Junior's Farm. That's oh, pretty good. Great one. I'm and then a wing today. song that by title I'm not familiar with, Letting Go. I don't know that I'm one. not familiar with that one. I'm pulling out a rarity right at right at the start. But I got to tell you, I mean, this is... Where did he do Jet? Bam, 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 bam. Uh, let's see. 21st song. Jet. Yeah. Woo-woo. Lady Madonna's. I mean, it's really tremendous. Yeah, I mean, nice. I, I, Why do I not? A lot of rockers, Jerry. Where I were you last night, Jerry? This. And you could have seen Bruce Springsteen as well. Man, Get Back, Band on the Run, Here's the Glory Days thing, and I yeah. Want to Be Your Man. That was 29 and 30. And, and then, he, then right into Let It Be. Wow. Well, I got to be honest. If I'm there and Bruce Springsteen comes out for songs 29 and 30, and then he goes into Let It Be, I'd be like, good night, everybody. Right. No, live and let die. Then Hey Jude. (laughs) Then he leaves. And then he comes back with I've Got a Feeling, which I love too. This is tremendous. Do I know that one? Oh, absolutely. You do. song? 100%. Absolutely. All right. Yes. I could actually see. I would play it, but I'm sure a commercial would come up. I guess, uh, you know, Thursday night's a weird night for a concert, but I no, guess... No, it's a great night. I guess his audience is retired anyway, so it's they don't got to get up. It's a great night. They don't got to get up in the morning, Jerry. I'm not retired. I would have went. I really would have had it not cost $400 a ticket. Right. That's probably the other thing. Right. Is he playing tonight? I don't think so. I think it's a one night. That's it? I think so. Now I got to find where he... I, I have to go see him before he dies. I wonder how... Uh, well, that's a weird way to but put it. I but know that, but he's 80. Isn't he 80? Do you think Bruce Springsteen drives himself there and just shows yeah. up? Yeah. Like, so he's going all he's going from Colts Neck to MetLife Stadium to play two songs, yeah. and then he goes back home? No, he probably also stopped off at the Stone Pony and did some songs that on his way awesome. back home with someone, too. By the way, happy birthday to Paul McCartney, oh. who turns 80 tomorrow. 80? 80. 80. Damn. Yes. That is unreal. Uh, really, yeah. that is unbelievable. Cool. That is see. cool, Jerry. Yeah, no, that is neat, man. Pretty. So he goes right now. I'm just trying to find out where he goes next. Eh, I can't find it. Whatever. Anyhow, kind of cool. Yeah. We should. I don't know why we didn't go. Well, I know why I didn't go. Because so you don't do anything. I saw him in, uh, in 1981. <laughs> I saw him in. Uh, let me think. Probably no. 1989. I saw him. 1989. I was at, uh, at uh, Giant Stadium. Okay. That's, I think 89 is when I saw, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure that's when I saw Elton John and Billy Joel together. Yeah. It was 89, I think. I think, I think, I think. I'm that was sure. a big year for concerts. I saw, uh, uh, who else did I see there? The, the Who. That okay. was in 1989 as well. Yeah. All right, Jerry, let's talk New York Mets first. Let's do Mets first, Jerry. Now. People were all concerned uh, two nights ago when the Mets uh, did everything wrong and lost to the Brewers. But as we stated here, and Mr. Boomer Sison, Boomer Sison said also, Jerry, win the series, and then who cares? And they won the series. And they won the series. Who's going to win two down 4 1? What's that? 
I said it's a good win as well because Correct. they were down four to one. Down four to one. And Tyler McGill is out. Shoulder discomfort. You need you need big relief from the bullpen, kind of like what yes, the Yankees did. got. And they they won a series. They won a series. Yeah, Tyler McGill, McGill leaves with uh, right shoulder discomfort. Yeah. Then you had uh, Eduardo Escobar didn't play. He did not. Because of a, quote, non-workplace event. Yeah. Don't know what that means. Now, to me, that 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 seemed like uh, like he was in a fist fight somewhere or something crazy. But then when asked about it, uh, the, the manager, what's his name? The Met manager? Yeah. Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter, Jerry. He said that they were going to let the medical people make the decision of when he's back. Yeah. So something medically happened. Yeah. I'd we'll love see. to know. Why can't we know, Jerry? Um, Freedom of the press, I demand. He didn't want it known, apparently. It seems fishy. Man, I agree. I've, that's, that's In so all my fishy. years doing this, I've never heard that given as a reason for a guy not being there. Yeah. So, whatever. And that's all Buckshell Walter. You tell me he's the Met manager. That's all he would say. This non- Workplace event. Yes. Man, I'm dying to know. I bet we find out today. We might. I hope so. It's possible. I'm I mean. S- I'm so interested in other people's business. You know, the nice thing about the Mets, though, is Escobar, who is pretty much man third base all, for the most part all season, you've got a guy like Yorme who can just play any position, yep. goes in there, doesn't miss a beat. You know, it's like, okay, so you take a day. They, they really do. They have very good depth. They're not, they're not the best team in baseball. We have that in the Bronx. Really good, and they're deep. They are deep, Jerry. Uh, and then yesterday, Pete Alonso had a very nice defensive play where he threw a dude out at home in the ninth inning that would have tied the game. He he took a nice relay throw. Well, no, it was a terrible relay throw. He took a really bad relay throw, and he spun it around. And, and his boom. throw wasn't great either, actually. <laughs> but But because they sent the runner from first base... He was thrown out. Now, a couple of things from this because I found this fun. I found this interesting. Mm-hmm. So let me play a couple of things for you. So you've got man on first, one out. You get a lo- a little looper over first that kind of settles to the right side of the of the wall of the fence, but shallow. I don't mean very deep. shallow. Shallow. Who's in right field? Nick Plummer. So they send him from first, and he gets thrown out at the plate on just a brutal throw from Plummer, who. Can't be more than, what would you say, 50 feet from Alonzo? Yeah, it was very he shallow. He bounces it to him. <laughs> Alonzo does make a good play, scoops it or catches it off the bounce, whatever, and then makes a wide throw, but Nito makes a nice play at home. So two things here I'll play for you. First, Keith Hernandez's initial, as it's happening, thought for sending the runner. What a brutal choice by the third base coach. I'm sorry. That was, you got second and third, one out. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. So now we get to the post-game sound to Craig Council. Who's that? <laughs> New phone. Who this, Jerry? He's the Brewers manager. Oh. Who that? All right, by the way, winningest manager in Brewer history. I saw oh that the other God. day. Oh, my God. So here's Council. Who, <laughs> who was asked, first question out the gate as he's sitting in the visiting clubhouse office. Yeah. I absolutely think it was the right call. All right. Now, he would go on to say the reason why he absolutely thought it was the right call was because Diaz is just, he's filthy and Yelich, you saw what he did with Yelich, so that's why you send him. But here's the part that's actually funny. He's making fun of Nick Plummer. Is that right? Well, the arm in right field is is something that you have to challenge. I mean, I think he... Okay, so that's fair. 
Fair. Now, here's what he says next, and then notice what he does at the end of it. Just by the throw he made to Alonzo, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, you saw that garbage throw he made that from 50 bad, feet away. It was a bad throw. But that was funny. I, I agree with that. Like, you know I'm a big send the guy. Yeah. I love sending the guy. For just like he said, you got to get a relay throw. You got to get a throw to the catcher. The catcher's got to make the catch, put the tag down. Like, there's so many things that could go, go wrong. Alonzo made a good play. It's a bang-bang play. Um, if either of those two things don't go right, we've got to run. There you go. Yeah, the, so, the problem is it didn't go right. <laughs> it did not go right. Instead of having second and third and one out, where I know he struck out Yelich, I get it, but a fly ball scores him, a ground ball might score yeah. him. But I do agree. See, I, that's a situation I would not have sent him, although I do agree with sending him most of the time. Right, plus, you're on the road. Try to steal a win, Jerry. Yeah, well, that would have tied the game. Try, I to, just, try to, to tie the game. To me, the, what's coming up next plays a big role or a factor into the decision I would make to send or not send a guy. That's all. And then it didn't work out for them, and uh, whatever. Then supposedly uh, they asked uh, Edwin Diaz if he wanted to walk Yelich since they had a base open, and he said no. Love that. Let me challenge that he had a He had a strange inning because, you know, he was dominant and shaky all at the same time. You know, as he uh, – who was it? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm forgetting who let off the – I don't remember who let off the inning. But whoever let off the inning – the first two pitches were filthy. I mean, there were two sliders that snapped off the table, and, you know, Gary, Keith, and Ron were like, you know, pumping them up, and why not? And then the next pitch lines it into center field for a base hit. And then he strikes out the next guy, looked phenomenal doing it, and then you get the bloop base hit. Again, if they don't send him, all of a sudden, when Diaz is sitting there second and third, one out. And you don't get that. You get a guy on, well, I guess he went to second on the play. But, yeah, he strikes out Yelich, and that be that. I was uh, actually watching this game live, Jerry. Not at 10 o'clock. Not at 10 o'clock, or but the early on. Yeah. And they had uh, Christian Yelich. I had no idea. Like, he – and they couldn't figure out what happened to that dude, like, when he signed this big deal. Yes. And then he, he He's was been, a, like, 240. Yeah, like, he was an MVP. With the Marlins, yeah. And just, like, what happened? Well, he, but he did – I'd have to pull up his stats. I feel like his first couple of years in Milwaukee were really good. Well, I guess the, the last two years. Is that what it have is? not been good, yeah. So now I but like him. way off. Like Keith Hernandez was very puzzled. Well, yeah. When he's batting nothing, like yeah. he's been. Let's see. He's batting. Of course, he yeah. Did. I was right. Two forty-two, seven homers, twenty-three RBIs. Nothing. Yeah, he did homer last night, though. Let's see. So if I pull up his stats, uh, he's been in. So he's been in Milwaukee. I didn't realize one, two, three, four, five. This is sixth year in Milwaukee already. But if you go back, yeah, his first couple of years when he signed there. 34 home runs, 110 RBIs, 30 home runs, 97 RBIs. So he was really good the first couple of years. Then you had the uh, the 58-game season, so whatever, you throw that out. But, yeah, last year in 117 games, nine home runs, 50 RBIs. Was he one of these steroids dudes? He doesn't look like it. Like, do you when you look at him, does he look like no. he's putting needles anywhere? Well, don't you remember that butt. whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and, like, you know, he was uh, – they were buddies, and then after he, he did get – Caught with steroids, and then Christian Yelich did. I don't remember that. Oh, you know what? You're right. It wasn't Yelich. It was Braun. It was Braun. <laughs> Ryan Braun. Yeah, well, Ryan Braun. yeah, he was. That was a whole. Yeah. Then that was with the was the mailing day. of the stuff. And yeah, the, yeah, that was a, Yelich is clean. Yes. So I I he don't stinks now. I've never heard of him doing that stuff, but yeah. he has been way off. Again, I'm not going to worry about 2020. It was 58 games, but last year not great, and this year he's not off to a great start. So. 
We are off to a great start. Yeah, a terrific start so far. Matter of, and by the way, one of the players I figure you would have loved played a big role in this game last night too, Rowdy Tellez. Big, chunky first big baseman. Fella, yeah. What a horrific throw he made to second base, yes. which absolutely helped the Mets too. So we'll take a quick break. That's the Met deal, at least for now. Uh, Yankees, what do they do? <laughs> Win and sweep. Win and sweep. We'll get to them next, then Boomer and Geo on a summer Friday at 6 on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so to clear up real quick, the Paul McCartney thing, I was trying to find tour dates One, coming up. Two, that was it last uh, night. He's done. He's taking the rest of the summer off? I, I, I guess it he's was late. just it was a 14-day tour. He did SoFi Stadium in May. He did Hard Rock in Florida. He did Fenway Park, Oriole Park just a couple of weeks ago, and MetLife Stadium last night. That's it. I love the tour of the baseball parks that some of the bands yeah. do now. Like you play Fenway, you yeah. play Wrigley Field. Those are cool. Yeah, very I play cool. play San Diego, Jerry. That's a cool spot. And he did the Carrier Dome. Remember we talked about that. Oh, yeah, in uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. So. Jerry, I should have let you know that tonight the Mets play the Marlins. Well, the Marlins come to town, Jerry. That's the – they got the – Jazz Chisholm on that correct. Team, correct. That's the guy that I have identified for the Mets to go out and get. That's who you. What is the position does he play for the audience? Well, Jazz Chisholm, I yeah. believe, is an outfielder. Outfielder, okay. Because um, all of the other players I came up with were first basemen. <laughs> we don't need him. We don't need first baseman. But Jazz. Chisholm, <laughs> God, correct. I feel bad for Brad Heller now when we play that. When we play that clip, yeah, not easy. Good power bat. He's having a good. He's having a good season, and the Marlins stink. They really do. They're not a good team right now. All right, not a terrible team, but not a good team. Now tonight for the first uh, Mets Marlins game. The game starts at seven ten. It's Pride Night at City Field. Okay, June seventeenth. Now I got a, a press release. My brother's birthday too. Is that right? Yeah, I got a press release from the New York Mets uh, describing some of the events they've got going on tonight. If you're heading out there. Before you do that, yeah. so last night, quickly, our baseball game got canceled. So I get home after trying to work on the fields for three hours. Five o'clock, I get home. My wife, Kim and Joseph are out, so Matthew's home. 
I'm like, hmm. Like, you know what? I got nothing to do all of a sudden. I go to StubHub. I see tickets for Mets Brewers. Could have sat, listen to this, between home plate and first base, about 18 rows up, $44 on StubHub. It's like, you know what? I'm going to, before I told them we were going and before I bought them, I'm like, let me just check the traffic. Ha! What was that Two like? hours and 42 minutes. Yeah. I'm I'll, like, you know what? We're going to bail on that idea, so I didn't even one. bother. But anyway, so go ahead. So tonight. I would recommend you go in tonight, Jerry, because here's what you get for Pride Night, City Field. The first 25,000 fans will receive an exclusive Mets Pride fanny pack. Who wants a fanny pack? I could see you rocking a Pride no, fanny on. pack, if Jerry. No one, wants a, who care, if no one wants a fanny pack. Maybe they're coming back. Stop. No, they're not. Uh, they're not pack. giving away you something know, people don't you want. You know when that was a good giveaway? When 1988. That would have been an awesome No one wants giveaway. a fanny pack. All right, that All right. stinks. What's next? Uh, the national anthem. I want to make sure I'm person 25,001. Because you're not oh, interested Damn, you're in out this. of fanny packs? <laughs> good Lord. The anthem, Jerry, will be performed by Christopher Mason. Now, now, this is described, I'm not, this is in the Mets uh, press release, described as a uh, queer, non-binary singer and recording artist based in New York City. Awesome. During the seventh inning, Jerry, drag queen Jan Sport will perform Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And before the game, in the Jackie Robinson Rotunda, Former MLB umpire Dale Scott will be signing copies of his memoir, The Umpire is Out, calling the game. Who wants to read an umpire's book? I don't know. I don't know who wants to read an umpire's book. There's two books written. Exactly. Uh, good. It's like they're like podcasts. Here's the problem. This guy's going to be sitting by himself. No one. Who wants a signed <laughs> book? From an umpire. From an umpire. I don't know. I don't know. Drag queens are very popular these days. There's a... Um... I don't know where it is, but I know our friends were going to go to a uh, drag queen dinner in Manhattan. Drag queen dinner? It was a, yeah, it was like a, uh, it was a drag queen dinner comedy show. And it got, we canceled twice. We I was going to go one time we were going to go because we could, but the other two or three times, it's been canceled every time. So we haven't done it. But yeah, I'm sure it is popular. There's a, a drag queen club in Asbury Park I walked past a couple times. And, uh, but yeah, there's, but uh, I see lots of stories about drag queens now. Okay. And I I mean, I was aware of drag queens prior, but now I just see tons of drag Who's queens. Who's the famous, stories. the most famous? The, what's the name? Oh, you see him on TV too. No, I can't think of it. Oh, uh, the RuPaul. Yes. Right. I one time uh, worked for a very short time with, with Ru- RuPaul. I did. For real. Very short time. Are you serious? No, at 1027. Oh, okay. And RuPaul showed up. Uh, Bald and not looking like RuPaul really threw me off. I can imagine. Not the way you're used to seeing. But he's going to be on the radio, so why would he be all dolled up? That's true. Just got to play the part and do your thing. Yeah. I have a a relative who is a straight man, and he was married to a woman, and he loves drag queens. Cool. That always kind of threw me off because I was like. Loves them in what way? What does that mean? Like loves going like like seeing shows and stuff like that. Seeing shows, yeah. uh, putting uh, photographs of drag queens on the walls of his living room. Like he's really into drag queens. But a straight man, the guy I was I I didn't know who's the audience for drag queens. Uh, me neither. I don't think I am. Right, that's not something you're interested. But maybe in. if I went to that show, maybe I would maybe have changed my. I don't know. 
I'm maybe not sure. roll up in here being into it. So that's a big night here at uh, City Field. I do feel bad for the umpires. No one, no one's going to. No be one in. cares. No you ever think about that? If you write a book and you have a book signing, oh my god, and no one shows up because that has to happen. <laughs> Often, <laughs> right? It has to happen. Come see so and so at the Barnes and Noble oh, in Middletown, just, Connecticut, and then you're sitting there. there, sir. What? What are you signing? Oh, my book. Would you like one? No, no. <laughs> I didn't come here for you. Yeah, don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's as opposed to when we've seen this. When someone like Howard Stern writes a book, does a book signing in the lines oh around gosh. the around the building. They had twenty five thousand people. That was at the height of Howard Stern's career. His uh, first book. His first book. His second book. He dressed up as a woman. Okay. To promote it. And then Dennis Rodman. Remember Dennis Rodman see, that would be up another, as a woman. And that would be someone else I could see getting a large line and audience. Correct. But an umpire? No. No offense. Who cares? No one cares. Like, I don't want to have, I don't want a referee writing a book. Yeah. Like, we hate, <laughs> not them personally, but we hate umpires and referees. <laughs> Why would I want to buy their book? Interesting. Remember the dude in the NBA referee? Tim Donahue? Yeah. Like, that's. Because he was fixing games? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. But you, you know what, a scandal. though? I didn't want to read that either. Excerpts. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't going to support true. him. Uh, plus, Mm-mm. I'm not reading the book. Let's be honest. <laughs> You've been clear about that. <laughs> I a, a handful <laughs> of books in my entire life, and they've had to be about David Letterman, Howard Stern, Bruce Springsteen, and the Replacements. And those are the four books those you've are read. My books. I do like. I will be on. I do enjoy reading the book. Yeah. On the phone, actually, with Google Books or whatever. Yeah. When you just touch the screen and it flips the page oh, yeah, for you, it's just it's clear, it's bright. Well, you could you could uh, up the, uh, the font, the font, yes. to whatever you like. So I have read a couple of books that way. Sounds like you're bragging about your book. No, your prolific no, no, no. book reading because Eddie's probably read more books in the last six months than we combined have read in our lives. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just saying I actually I don't mind reading a book on the phone. All right. So whatever. By the way, it's five thirty-one. How about the Yankees? I was just gonna say, Jerry. Anthony Rizzo. Hey, Rizzo. <laughs> he had both RBIs last night. One right? man show last night. One man show. You love a good walk-off home run. A game winner. I hate that term. <laughs> it was a game-winning home run. Game-winning home run. Awesome. After having the previous RBI. In the sixth inning. In the sixth inning. Yeah. Now, Luis Luis Severino. Damn. I didn't say it, Jerry. You almost did. <laughs> he uh, was scratched from his start and um, placed on the COVID IL. Yes. COVID. So the Yankees started someone named Clark Schmidt. Yeah. Well, and, he's been around a little bit. And then someone named Ryan Weber. Wearing What number was he wearing? So I, put the, so I got home last night. <laughs> I put the game on, and I was watching the Mets. Then I turn over to the Yankees to see, oh, and what are they winning by? And I see the, I think it was the fourth inning. I think it was the fourth inning. I'm like, who the hell is this? Yeah, who are these guys? And then you find out, you know, he was not. I, is this the guy they called up? I don't even know. And I'm thinking, this guy's like, all of a sudden, he's wearing pinstripes. Correct. On the mound at Yankee Stadium. Like, he's got to be pinching himself. And shutting out the uh, Tampa Amazing. Rays. Yeah, it really is. That was cool. It was very cool. So I'm trying to see here. if So his, his career, as I pull it up, the most... Appearances he's made. So he's 31. He's not this a is kid. Clark Schmidt. No, I'm talking about um, Ryan, Weber. Ryan Weber. Clark Schmidt, I know who he is. I never heard of Ryan Weber before. You knew Clark so, Schmidt? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Not me. Turn them on once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you might. He plays um, for the Yankees. So Clark Schmidt was fine. That, that didn't surprise. But this guy, I'm like, I, I don't know who this is. Yeah. And so you pull up his numbers. 
He's got 63 appearances in his career. All right. Which dates back to 2015. In his eight years, he's pitched for the Braves, and I mean a handful of times. One appearance with the Mariners. Two appearances with his former team, the Rays. That was back in 18. He was with the Red Sox for parts of three seasons and only appeared 36 times in three seasons. The Brewers and the Mariners last year, three appearances total. And last night. And he pitched well last night. Yeah, I think he pitched very I gave up the one run, but I think for what they needed him to do, I think he was outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. So, and then who's the other kid? Marinaccio, who also pitched. So you think about the. <laughs> Al, I love you. I swear to God. When you think about. <laughs> Marinaccio. That's. What game were you watching? <laughs> He's been around all season, actually. <laughs> So when you look at what the Yankees expected, you thought you were getting Luis Severino last night. They're going for a sweep. And if I would have told you yesterday morning, hey, Schmidt, Weber, and Marinaccio, you would have said, what law firm is that? (laughs) And I would have penciled in a loss. And instead, you get eight innings of one-run ball. And then King, who's been – I know he's a little up and down lately, but he's been good for the most part all season. He closes it out. I tell you, we've played the clips how many times about this being a total team effort. If that's not a total team effort last night, I don't know what is. Right. Tremendous. And Anthony Rizzo doing it all offensively. Yeah, it's – and I hate to come back to this, but then again, Craig back in the day, why don't we just use seven pitchers every game? You know the Rays used seven pitchers last night? I think Craig wanted to use nine, like you pitch every inning. I know. Different pitchers. I know that. So you almost got that last night. You got two and two, and then you got an inning, and you got uh, a guy came in for one batter. Well, however many batters. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild what you see in baseball these days. I Legit, I probably could have played the game with you this morning. So you had 11 pitchers pitching that game last night. I could have said to you, Ray or Yankee, I don't know if you would have gotten any of them right because it would have been a flip of the coin for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got... Beeks, Whistler, Raleigh, Thompson, Adam, Poach or Poche, and Armstrong for the Rays. And you're looking at me with eyes wide open. Don't know those guys. Meantime, the other names were Schmidt, Weber, Marinaccio, and King. King I would have known. King you would have known. I would have got one out of 11. Uh, Right. So I would have taken the other 10. Where's my quarter? Yeah. Don't know. (laughs) Like that was your pitching last night at Yankee Stadium. Pretty wild. Uh, Aaron Judge also said he has no plans to be in the home run derby this year. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. Why is that? Because he's beyond it now. Guys don't do Like, Alonzo doing it back-to-back years and wanting to do it again this year, it really is rare. Plus, uh, if you do anything where you're sore or you sure. miss a game, the fans get on you. Well, right. So let's say he goes to the so the All-Star game is July 18th or whatever it is. July, it's the, the home run derby is the 18th. Right. So it's June 17th now. You've got a month. Legit, he could have 35 home runs at the All-Star break on pace for 65 of them, 70, whatever. If he comes out of that All-Star break, if he did the home run derby and just had a mini slump, mini slump. everybody would be blaming it on the home Correct. run derby. Me too. I'd be here oh. right here at 5 a.m. I'm not, I am not surprised he's not doing it. Yeah. Probably a good Makes decision sense. for him. All right, 537, soon to be 538. Alan Jerry until 6, Boomer and Geo, then Summer Friday on the fan. Jet! The name of the. 
Huh? This is Junior's Farm. Oh, Junior's Farm. The, uh, the, is that why uh, Evan named his kid Jet McCartney fan or because of the Jets? I think the New York Jets. Really? For reals. All right. Very I'm cool. a loser. I'm a no, loser. Well, whatever. Huh. I'm surprised um, he didn't name his kid Kyrie. <laughs> well, if he has or another KD. one, he might. KD Roberts. That's kind of cool. Or just Kevin. Nicknames. Kevin, yeah. Or just Kevin. Yeah, why not Kevin? It's a good name. What's wrong with Kevin? I'm, disapp- I'm actually disappointed. I can't see McCartney now. That's it, Jerry. Of course, you I blew it shot. last night, but whatever. You blew it. Yeah, oh well. How about this? What happened in uh, golf yesterday, Jerry? This uh, golfer, John Rom. Did I say that correctly? You did, yes. I nailed it, You could have said Rame. You, you said it right. I John said Rahm. it right. John yep. Rom. Yep. Uh, so he hits a ball on the 18th hole at the U.S. Open. Yes, I read it, this. I didn't uh, see it. It goes into the thick uh, left of the uh, fairway, the thick rough, mm-hmm. and a uh, couple kids pick it up and take off. That's they, funny. They wanted a souvenir. <laughs> I, Jerry, I'm joking. <laughs> don't die on me. I liked this. I don't know why. I think it's fun that kids... Because it's out of the norm. Because it's out of the norm, and it, it's kids, Jerry. Now, I don't know how old these kids were. Did you see the video or no? no? I didn't either. I don't know if there is video of these kids taking off with it. Oh, there. Yes. I'm I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. And he said he knows who the kids were, like... He had his eye on these kids and uh, thought they were up to something. Right. They stole his ball and took off. I they wonder, stole his ball. And now he did get to, uh, he received a free drop and he made birdie on the hole. Yeah. So it didn't affect him. But I think it's fun. Every once in a while, I'll get a, a couple of kids, Jerry. They, it made the kids day. You know what? These guys are playing for literally millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. So the fact that he burned it, good. It's I like I like that the kid stole his ball, and I wonder what they're going to do with it now. That's that's going to be a nice story for those kids as they grow up. I suppose how could but you can't parents. but you also can't prove that that's the ball, right? Unless he marks it in such a specific way. Usually, guys just mark it with a dot, a couple of dots, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. You know what? There is there there no is. Video, I don't right? think there is video. Right. Oh, hold on. Eddie, uh, turn my fader down. Turn my mic see if this down. Is it. Uh, I, you might be right about this. Yeah. Mm, doesn't does not appear to be video. Yeah. How about that? These kids got away with it, Jerry. They got away with these damn meddling kids. <laughs> what is Scooby Doo now? Yeah, we need Scooby Doo <laughs> on the case to find these punks. That's funny. Now, Jerry, we do story after story uh, about uh, when bad things happen in basketball games and baseball games. We've seen. Uh, referees get punched out by players at a basketball game. That happened in a youth baseball game two weeks ago. A youth baseball game where somebody knocks out an umpire. So we've hear remember, bad stories. Remember when I read that email to Sal? Yes. About the USABL sent all our us coaches. Yes. About the behavior. Yeah. I did not realize that that happened in a tournament in New Jersey last week oh, or, is that two, right? or two weeks New ago. New Jersey? Yeah. Coach lost his mind and punched. The umpire in the face and broke his jaw. Yeah, he can't. How be, bad is that? You can't punch umpires in the face. That's you should terrible. know that. Yeah. But yeah, we've seen a video, grainy video of uh, like high school gyms sure. where a basketball player gets called for a foul or something that knocks the referee out. Right. Well, here's a here's a good story, Jerry. Are we being serious about this? Yeah, this is, a, is good a good story. story. It's okay. a good story. A basketball player named Miles Copeland. He plays for a uh, a team in Toledo. Right. Like, it, I couldn't tell. It, it was not a high school. It just seems like a, a basketball league. Right. And there's a team from Toledo that he plays on. 
Okay. A referee collapsed during the game. Oof. This basketball player who was on the court, Miles Copeland, ran over and started CPR while somebody else called the uh, medics. Right. And he had the CPR going while medics uh, then arrived and uh, the guy lived. That is a great story. Now, this guy, Miles Copeland, who's the basketball player, he's also happens to be a firefighter who knows CPR. Oh, okay. So That's that was great. very lucky for the referee. So he didn't punch the referee, Jerry. He didn't uh, 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 tackle the referee. Right. He saved the referee. That's, you know what? That is a great story. I would say I am the hero. Yeah. So much <laughs> like uh, me. That is a real hero. Miles Copeland was a hero as well. I called 911. That's a real hero. Miles Copeland. That's a name you should know going well, I, forward. I think we do now. Jerry, we need more Miles Copelands in this world. Thanks for you telling us the story. So very well done. Yeah, so good job by him. I saw he was uh, the uh, on the news locally out there, Toledo. You get News 12 Ohio out there? I don't, but I saw video clips on the internet. On the internet. And I saw the story go around. It even got picked up, I believe, by TMZ. So not only bad stories, we get hero stories. Yes. Well, so that's a great story. Especially on a feel-good Friday. What is amazing to me, having been around the block now a few times with whether it's high school sports, college sports, um, youth sports, the the college basketball referees not only are fit, they're like jacked in a lot of cases. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of these guys are just, you look at them, it's like, wow, so you're a referee and a weightlifter. Got it. Okay. Some of the high school referees and the youth referees and umpires, it's amazing to me that they don't have more physical issues, specifically basketball, because you are running up and down yes. the floor and some of these guys are not in shape. And it is, it's concerning and you hope nothing happens to them. And you better hope someone like Miles Copeland, is that his name? That is his name, Jerry. Is around in the event that something like that does happen. Yeah, this ref, I did see a picture of him. He did have a gut. Yeah, which is amazing because you would think they get so much physical activity without, quote-unquote, working out. They're working out at their job. Yes. And I always wonder, too, like why – I don't mean a postal worker that rides a truck and just puts the mail in the, the driveway mailbox. But guys that have, like, walking routes, they have to be doing 20,000 steps a day, don't they? Yes. If they're walking for eight hours, I would think they're hitting 30,000 steps a day. Absolutely. And then when you see them not in shape, yeah, right there, flamboyant. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my, <laughs> my voice today, Jerry. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, it blows me away when you see an out of shape. And there's not a lot of them, but you do see it. It's like, how is that possible? Yeah, I don't know. You got to be eating pasta and chugging beer at the end of your shift, right? They celebrate the end of their shifts. I guess so. But what I always thought that'd be kind of cool to have a physical, like when I worked in the warehouse for my dad, which we talked about on the podcast the other day, that was a really good physical job. And you felt like the first few weeks I did, I was like sore. Like I worked out and it's kind of like you're working out while you're working. I heard uh, Tiki and Tierney do push-ups. I, yes, I told you that. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to be the source, so I didn't want to. Well, I don't mind. I didn't want to tell. I think it's great. Yeah, me too. They do a ton of push-ups in commercial break. Not every commercial break, but many times I go in there, that's what they're doing. When I was working from home and you guys would go to commercial break, I would do uh, push-ups and curls. Yeah, why not? And then at the end of the show, I you had got done your work like, at yeah, I had my work at it. You know, it's terrible. Me and you did that push-up challenge. Yeah. I never completed it like you did. But I got up to at one point, I think I did forty I think I did forty eight push ups in a row. 
I never got what was supposed to be a hundred. Yeah, tried, I, I, which I never got, got to. I did not get there either. I don't know if I could do fifteen right now. It's been that long since I've actually exercised. Well, you start getting in the mix with the tiki and tyranny. I yes, I guess I could do that. Does Tyr- Tiki's so strong? I think I could jump on his back. He could still do the push-ups. Yeah, he's very muscular. <laughs> yes, he he's is. He's got the classic V-shape. Jerry. Yes. yes, thin waist, and he brings in these muscular. terrible snacks. He does, but he works out like a beast still. Yeah, I'll tell you this: not Bobby approved. That I'll tell you. Right, and he seems fine. <laughs> right. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence. So it's 552. We haven't even talked about this. Yeah, the Warriors won the NBA title. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, welcome back. A nice winner Friday because of the wins on Thursday. Yankees just continue to roll. Mets beat the Brewers. Uh, and, yes, the Golden State Warriors are NBA champions. What else, Al? Jerry, we have a <clears> – I <throat> I don't know what's going on in my voice today. We have a, a WNBA legend retiring. Larry Bird's daughter. No, it's not Larry Bird's daughter. <laughs> Sue Bird. She, they're not related, although Calling they're in commercials quits. together now. But they are not related. Yeah, she's... and a Long Island native. Is that right? Syosset, I believe. Oh yes, you're right. I did. I saw uh, pictures through the years that she had posted. Kenny Rogers sang about that through the years. Through the, through the years. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, good for her. Yeah, Great. Good for her. She's played how play a long time, right? Long time, Nineteen yeah. years. 19, 19 years. years. She's like the Tom Brady of the WNBA. That's then. correct. That's pretty good. Sue Bird. We okay. wish you a. We wish her a lot of success in there her retirement. Go. A lot of success so in her 19, retirement. So she's what, 40? One, 41. 41? Oh, I'd love to be retired at 41. 42 later of the show. That is long past you. I'd have been retired 10 years already. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. 11 years. 11, 12. NCAA championships, four WNBA, and five gold medals. Damn. Eddie breaks it down. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.